When I was young, I used to sit up on the bricks. The homies got to really hitting licks. Since we ain't had money, we ain't had sense. The system been broken, it can't be fixed. And it's because of this, this why I inspire my whole community to build an empire. And since we change our thoughts, we change our desires. And if we're getting money, we're sitting up higher. Oh, welcome to my podcast where we keep it real. I'm telling you all the facts and the real deal. Listen to my podcast, nigga. Tell your mammy, tell your sister, tell your daddy. I'm going on to this shit and I'm a spread word to the people. And I'm going to make sure that we get treated equal and give you information where you can get the reason sources that you need to get your shit like your houses your cars your money bills everything you know get money chill i don't write rhymes and i don't write raps but i'm gonna do the shit for you get the shit intact listen to my podcast when you're season two listen to my podcast nigga what it do i'm gonna say it again i'm gonna say it to you listen to my podcast nigga what it do hey <laughs> what's up y'all this is your girl queen Quaymo, and we made it to season two so this was for y'all let's have this moment what's up everybody today is sunday june the 10th 2018 you're listening to the queen Quaymo podcast y'all know what time it is today self-check sunday but i got a little special treat for y'all i got a special guest i'm gonna go ahead and let him introduce himself he go by the name of mark hunt what's up mark Hey man, you know you have to use my government. Man. You know I got some child support issues. <laughs> well, well, I'm sorry. I meant to say the aliens. We got M Easy in his house. <laughs> my bad, y'all. False alarm. This M Easy ain't no mark in the house. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? How you doing? Man, just chilling, Clay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just got done. Not just got done, but you know, I'm still trying to get over the, the NBA finals. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I kind of, that's kind of whack, man. NBA, not that I'm mad at uh, the outcome. I'm just mad that it was whack. Like, it was. Yeah. Like, you watch that too long? You know damn well I don't. <laughs> I, I I tried to get into it a little bit because my mama be, she a diehard basketball fan. So she was all in here cussing and shit, throwing stuff at the TV. I really didn't know what was going on. Like Man, no, nah, she don't like LeBron at all. <laughs> oh, okay. She don't yeah, like LeBron at all. Yeah, she. Yeah, you you would have been all for it because she she was acting like a nigga in here over basketball. I didn't even know she liked it like that, but she been watching it <laughs> since forever. Like <laughs> I'm like, dang. But yeah, you know, all 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 praise to the Most High for the men. They talented. <laughs> they talented. That's yeah. all I can say. Right. I mean, I like a good basketball game. Like if I know the people, like if it's kids that I know playing basketball or some homies I know playing basketball, because I used to play back in the day, like when I was a kid. But no, nah, okay. other than that. Other than that, you know, it's just too much. You know, people be getting crazy when this yeah. basketball stuff be coming on. So I, it don't be for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel you, man. Now, I'll be, uh, other than that, though, man, ain't nothing really, ain't nothing else, ain't nothing else really popping. Just, uh, you know, I'm working on my own little podcast. Yeah. I got inspired from listening to the, to the Quamo podcast. Uh, uh, you know, I got inspired to to put a little podcast out there myself, so that'll be coming up. I can't um, wait. I can't wait. Towards towards the end of June is what we're looking at for a launch date right now. I got some, um, just still working on like little small stuff. I want to get some uh, artwork done for my uh, for my cover, mm-hmm. and just like a little bit of some little uh, editing issues, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I'll be watching that and be looking for that. Be looking for the Food and Liquor podcast. That's what it's called. Me is your host, your boy M. Easy. Yep. Say, say it one liquor. more time. Food and Liquor. The Food and Liquor podcast. Y'all better be looking out for the Food and Liquor podcast because I'm, yeah, I'm going to be up on yeah. that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely some heat. It's definitely going to be. If you know, I call it Food and Liquor because it's like. um. You know, first off, I, I got the name for Lupe Fiasco's uh, first rap album. Lupe is like one of my favorite rappers. So. Okay. It's also like sort of like a, a montage to him as well. 
Mm-hmm. But also it's a, um, you know, food and liquor. It's like, that's like sort of like my life. That's sort of like everybody's life. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, the food represents, you know what I'm saying, what's good and what's, you know what I'm saying, edifying and, you know what I'm saying, what's real. Yeah. And the liquor is just representing, you know, like the good times, the, you know, what's bad. It may not, you know what I'm saying, it may not be necessarily good for you, but you still indulge in it. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. Each person has like their, um, you know what I'm saying, little, uh, little flaws and things that they do. So, okay. You know, not gonna, my podcast going to be like all serious. It's going to be a lot of nonsense on there as well. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I'm all for it. You know, I'm with the Shebang Bang. So, <laughs> I can't wait for it to come out. I'm excited for you. I'm man, excited you for know, you. I'm mad. I'm mad I didn't get the freestyle, man. I'm mad I ain't, I ain't you know what I'm saying? You ain't cut the beat. You like, yo, he's but, but oh. oh, you man, ain't said nothing but a word. Don't play games now. I'm always looking for people to freestyle. Yeah, I, what beat you need? Yeah, low key now. <laughs> now, keep this, keep this between me and you, Quavo, all right? All right. You can't nobody All right, I got but, you. Uh, low key, I be writing. I be ghostwriting for uh for L and S and for AC. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Say what? Yeah. Oh no, man. Yeah, you know them fools from AON. Yeah, and I ghostwrite all they. That's me. Damn. You know, like, niggas, you know what I'm saying? Do it, but yeah. And they got bars too, man. They got bars. They got some heat yeah, out here. Me. Damn. Yeah. Damn, man. And they ain't even shot you out. That's yeah. fucked up. Man, damn! Everybody want to be Eddie Kane. <laughs> Everybody want to be Eddie Kane. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. All them, all them shits is fine, man. Them shits, even them freestyles that ACB post up on a on a book and stuff. Oh no, yeah, man! Like he hit me up. I'm like, I got something for you. Send it right over to him, and he just you get out of the that shit, man. And that that's crazy. Because you know what, I fucks with yeah. the, you know what I fucks with AON. I fucks with AON squad. Like man, I be listening to their shit, the Melanin Project, uh, the Appetizer album. Like since the very beginning, I've been listening to them. So this is really surprising me. They got a damn ghostwriter. Like damn, I'm gonna have to holler at them yeah, about this. Yeah man, you gonna get on them niggas about that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna get on their ass. I'm gonna have to call them up because this shit ain't right. <laughs> this shit ain't right. So don't play games now. I'm te- like, look here. Whenever you're ready to freestyle, you let me know. I'll search the beat. I mean, this is this is nothing. We can do this anytime. Next time, next time we'll, okay. we'll do that one next time. Next time I'm on the show, we're gonna get that freestyle popping. Most definitely. I'm gonna have it ready for yeah, you. I got, you know, I got a I got a main 16, Jim. Main 16. You got what now? <laughs> I said I got a main 16. Oh, oh, okay. 16 bars. Okay. You got- main 16. You know, it's hard for motherfuckers to get 16 of them. Let's not play games now. Let's not play games. You sure you got a hot 16? Hey, I do this, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm what you call multifaceted. You know what I'm saying? I can, <laughs> I can do, I can, I can rap, you know what I'm saying? I sing, I dance, I do comedy, I, you know what I'm saying? I act, I do it all, man. Oh, shit. Now, no lie, I do be seeing you doing a few little skits here and there. I'll be seeing you out there on the um, internet. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be seeing you on the internet. I'll be having my eyes fired sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, no so. Doubt, no doubt. So, so uh, when you putting out a mixtape? Uh, that mixtape, man. Well, you know, it's not, like I said, a lot of my work is already out there. If you, if you look on um, the Melanin Project, like, I'm. I'm in there, like when it says written that, it got my name on there. Damn. Like, uh, and you know that melon, real, that real, melanin real, project real is dope too. That melanin project is dope. Yeah, man. You could listen to that all the way out. I bought it twice. <laughs> I bought the CD, CD, and I bought it on uh, iTunes. So I really enjoyed the melanin project. Yeah. So I know you're doing big things and everything, but. I know you came on the show today because you you had something you wanted to um, promote and talk about. Um, tell people why you came on today. Yeah, man, I wanted to discuss this whole like um, this thing for all my this is for all my niggas in Elkhart. I don't know where everybody else is from, but uh, you know, if you from Elkhart, you know about Tosa Center. You, you know, it's been real. Uh, it's been a real hot subject right now. Yeah, because. Uh, 
I guess the city council has uh, decided to defund it uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I've just, I've been talking with like a whole bunch of my friends. We've been going back and forth, man. It's been crazy conversations. And it's just like, I, I, you know, Tosa mean a whole lot to us on, on the south side of Elkhart. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I guess by it being defunded, I guess it's like it, it's going to be non-existent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, man, that's, and, uh, that's fucked up. And I've been, like, I, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So you know, uh, me, me, and, uh, well, actually, King Rock, King Rock, he's uh, he wanted to put together this you know, um sort of like a rally, but it could be like you know, niggas gonna party because it could be like a party afterwards. But okay. it's also gonna be like a rally where you know we just go, um, you know, trying to bring back you know all the guys and all the people, all the, all the people in the community, you know, they were. TPK kid forever. Yes, I'm a Tulsa right, Park kid. Right. Yes, you know, uh, yeah, so you know shit, I grew up to, at Tulsa and shit. I was there when they was closed, open, everything. So I'm always had some right. concern about this, like for real. Yeah, man. And it's, it's sad that they, uh, it's more than just a staple in the community, you know what I'm saying? Like I've met so many people there, you know what I'm saying? There's so many people, legacies. You know what I'm saying? Is is part of that building. You know what I'm saying? We got. Um, I remember David Robinson. Like I was coached by you know what I'm saying, the legendary Mr. David Robinson. You know who just passed here not too long ago. He passed about a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, just a bunch of guys. Uh, Warren Rob- Warren Robertson. He just passed a couple about a about a couple months ago. He's the you know he's the basketball coach that I met. I met him through Tosa Center. Yeah. You know, he, all of these guys, you know, they, they impacted my life. Warren Robinson, David Robertson, Robertson, um, Garvin Robertson, Garvin, you know, he, he's still around here, but, you know, he's just an OG in the hood. Yeah. Um, man, just, you know, I go on Ben Barnes, Uncle Ben. He wasn't really my uncle, but, you know, everybody else called him Uncle Ben. So of course. That's what I called him, you know, Uncle Ben, man. You know, when I, you know, I got in, I, I, when I was getting in trouble, you know, Uncle Ben was, he hollered at me, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, what's going on? Larry, you know what I'm Yeah. Bunch of people up in Tulsa, man, it just impacted my life. Uh, uh, Big Danny Hurt and his wife, Ollie. Um, you know, like I said, it's just uh, so many people up there, man, and it's, it's sad that they that they taking that away from our community. Yeah. Like, it's like our kids ain't gonna have that no more. Yeah, you, it, you know. what you say? I said, you got any kids? No, I ain't got no babies. No, sir. None whatsoever. But shit, I got a lot of nieces and nephews and little babies I grew up with, you know. Well, some of their mamas I grew up with that's going to be affected by this closing, closing, you know what I'm saying? And and it's going to hurt me as well because what what you say? I was just going to say, I don't know what the attendance was like like here in recent years, you know, yeah. I don't know. Like I know it was popping for like our childhood, like you yeah. know, coming up with me, man. Hey, you know, if you went up at Tosin, you were not you know what I'm saying? It was, this is what was up, you know what I'm saying? Tosin really kept us, you know, we still got in the streets after Tosin closed, but Ooh, yeah. when he was at Tosin, you know, you you know, you definitely doing the right thing. You getting some positive, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, imagery, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you see black, 
you know, older black man there reading with us and, you know, could talk with us. Um, it's everything, you know what I'm saying? Uncle Joe, that's another guy with legacy. Rest there. in peace, you know, Uncle Uncle Joe. Joe. <laughs> I mean, for me, like, right. see, I'm not from Elkhart. So when I'm, I came to Elkhart from Gary, I was like eight years old, seven or eight years old. And so, shit, for me, right. Tolson is what taught me the city. Tolson taught me, uh, made right. me friends. I didn't have friends. You know, when I first moved up yeah. there, everybody yeah. hated me. So then I, you know, I got friends because of Tolson. I learned how to fight because yeah. of Tolson. I learned how to shoot pool because of Tolson. Right. I learned how to. I seen some. I seen some of the best fights to be Yeah, and you know, on top of the fights, we used to do. They used to take us to the boxing club. You know, so shoot, we just had. Right. It was so many things that they did for us positively, and even the negative stuff. Because like you said, the fights, I stayed fighting that Tosin. I stayed. Right. I stayed fighting that Tosin. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Tosin was really. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I can finish. No, I, I just saying, you know, um, Tosi, yeah, like you said, I'm, I was just going to uh, add on to what you said. Like, you know, it was more than just, like you said, just like a hangout spot. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's sad to see that. Like I said, I don't know what the attendance was. I don't know what it was like. You know, then I hear it was like a ghost town yeah. now as far as Tosi. Like, it was like. Well, nobody really messing with it. I don't understand why. Well, well, the reason why is because I actually called up there, like when I first came back home, to see if I could Mm -hmm. possibly help or volunteer or to see what was going on. So the way that they started splitting Mm -hmm. those age groups up, basically the kids was only getting like two hours at a time. So, you know, you kicking the big kids out, they can't come until five, and then it's over at like 7, 38 o'clock. And so the little kids can only come from like three to five. So they were splitting it up. You know, when we was young, you could just come to Tulsa. Like you could come to Tulsa right. from the time they right. open until they close. And so like that was helpful for right. a lot of our parents. Like, you know, our parents working all these crazy hours and shit, you know. Yeah. So you could be at Tulsa from three o'clock until 10, latest at 10 o'clock, you know. Yeah, everybody that used to work there though was from the community. So then when they started putting people exactly. that work there that's not from the community, you know, they trying to do things more of a, like, you know, a book standpoint, but not as a community standpoint. And I think that had a lot, mm. a lot to do with people not coming there anymore because it started becoming, I, I want to say like commercialized. It was not community like driven anymore. Yeah. yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. And so, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, fitting the needs of, of that specific community yeah. anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, and I feel like that's sad because I think that's what happens with everything that we be having good for our people. Because not only, not only did Tosin like teach me, like, like I never even went out of town before Tosin. You know, like I, the first time I ever went to right, Indianapolis right. was because of Tosin. You know, so it, first right. time I went swimming yeah. was because of Tosin, like skating because of Tosin. It was yeah. just like a lot of stuff I learned because yeah. of Tosin. And like, you know, they was like our parents away from our parents. So for me, it yeah. kept me out of the streets. It, it kept worked. me out of trouble. Yeah. Like Tosin was yeah. Tosin was a safe haven for some of us. You know, like a lot of us. Right. Like, that's you why know. we were there. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really hate to see like those like Tosin being exactly what it is now. Like it's just like I said, nobody's there anymore in it, and 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 maybe that's the reason they defunding it because I don't know because they they see it's not it's not being productive the way it was back back in the day. I, I don't understand, but like you said, maybe it goes back to you know. Uh, the people from our from our community ain't even up in there anymore. You right. know what I'm saying? We don't have those, we don't have Uncle Joe in there no more. We don't have Uncle Ben in there no more. Exactly. We don't have uh Danny and Ollie. We don't have none of those faces, none of those people I, I mentioned, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, those yeah. guys they ain't running the toaster league where you got to either interact even more with some of these guys in the community. Like I said, David Robertson, Warren Robertson, uh, uh Big Stu, Stuart Stuart made, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I feel like just so many people, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's kind of similar to what's going on, you know, with politics. We don't have any representation, 
you know, when you don't have representation, like people from your community, and then you don't have your community knowing exactly what's going on, because like right now, we should be, we should have been the first to know what was going on in Tulsa in our communities. You see what I'm saying? We should have known way before it even got to a budget, you know, a budget cut or a, a, a limited budget or whatever. But the problem is, when all of the changes starts transpiring, we weren't aware of it until last minute. You know what I'm saying? Like at last minute, that's when we get information about what's going on. And I think a lot of it too is going to take like from the communities, from us, it's going to take a lot more legwork as far as us to try to figure out what's going on. We need to start like communicating with people in uh, Congress, communicating with people um, that are in the positions that can make those uh, decisions. You see what I'm saying? And I think a lot of the times we don't we don't do that because we don't feel comfortable. I know for me, I can't I can't speak for a whole entire community. I know like for me, when I was living in Elkhart, it ain't no way I'm talking to no police. It ain't no way I'm talking to nobody uh, of a with in a suit, you know, a white person in a suit or anything like that. And it was because of the miseducation I received and the the type of uh treatment that i've received from people in those type of positions so i already had a closed mind to it you see what i'm saying and i think that's like what a lot of people will be want to talk to these people because we feel like it's pointless into talking to these people they ain't trying to hear nothing we got to say you know that's right, how we right. feel at least yeah, uh, that's how we feel right. at least. you know what um you know what, Corey? I got somebody we can um, add to this conversation real quick, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. All right, y'all. We got another special guest who just entered the building who got some information that he can give us about what's going on with the Tolson Center. Uh, Jason Moreno. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you. So can you tell the audience a little about about um, who you are and your uh, stance in the community? Okay, my name is Jason Moreno. I'm, uh, most of my life I've been down here on the south side of Elkhart. Came here uh, elementary school, moved out as an adult, came back as an adult. When I did, I was a community organizer for four and a half years or so with La Casa Inc. charged with organizing the five neighborhoods on the south side of Elkhart. Hello? I've been an active community organizer ever since then. Hello? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Sorry about that. Okay. So, yeah, I've been a community organizer here in Elkhart for probably about nine, eight, nine years consistently now. Okay. Okay. So, now what exactly is going on with the Tolson Center? This is the third attempt to defund the Tolson Center and remove it from the city scrolls and give it to somebody else um, in its 25-year history. The first time was in 2002 under the Mayor Miller administration. Uh, the Democratic mayor who started this was named James Perrin, Jim Perrin. And then after he lost to Mayor Miller, with one of the first targets that the Republican Party had, to remove in 2002. And then oddly enough, again, when we had a new administration that came back as Democratic, we had another attempt in 2008 to defund the Tolson Center and, and privatize it. But those all those efforts were met with resistance and the community had spoken and said that we want to keep this resource uh, on the taxpayer expenses. And nothing ever came of it until this last issue here in 2017 when the council Republicans worked with a predominantly Republican council or Republican park board to work with other not-for-profit agencies in the area to once again get it off the rolls. This time, the city council uh, voted to simultaneously defund it heading into uh, 2018. So this started becoming a real public issue late fall, early winter of last year. Wow. Hmm. Hey, hey, Jason, this is Mark. I got a question. Um, why yeah. do you think they uh, 
like why does it why does it keep coming up to be defunded? Like why are they trying to like what what's the problem with it? Like what else? Like it's a waste of money or personal opinion. It won't be professional. <laughs> Their professional opinion. Keep it all the way real. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are they saying? Well, I've got I've got some articles I can email you guys to take a look at too later on. But um, okay. in two thousand and eight, there was a consensus that it was a post that they thought that it was falling away from its mission, and that it needed to either get back to its roots, uh, which was educating the kids, because uh, they thought at some point that wasn't happening. Olson's always had a requirement of the children that go there that they have to do some degree of studying prior to doing any of the activities. So not exactly sure what was going on with that. But this last uh, this last issue that we've had here right now that we're dealing with where we did become defunded was uh, one of the councilmen, his name was Dr. Shively, and he said that it was an issue of big government. You know, that was the sentiment of a couple of people. We don't, you know, government doesn't have a role in this and we shouldn't be using taxpayer money. So it was an ideological issue. Okay. And I think that's probably what it was in 2002. But uh, I understand ideological issues, but it's interesting how we only have one community center. This is the only branch of the the city government that serves a predominantly minority constituency, and this is the one that repeatedly comes up for attack. Right. That was one of the questions that I was going to ask. His, Go ahead, Mark. What are you saying? Okay. No, I was going. I was. I was just getting ready to ask. So, like, do is it? Do, does the city council do they have to tell us, or do they have to like show us where they're putting? All of our uh, tax money, or is that is that like public information, or is that something they can keep private? No, it's all public information. It's part of um, part of uh, their minutes for their meetings, or whatever they pass ordinances, budgets, finances. Okay. It's all on okay, yeah. record. I request because I have from that. 1968 forward of all of their budgetary expenditures. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to get yeah. it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to think, because I would like to know, like. Like what? I guess what do they feel like is more important to be funded? You know, than Tosin. Like what? Like why Tosin at the bottom? I guess at the, or that. Well, was well, during the budget hearing. During the budget hearing last year, they they were uh, debating whether or not to spend over four hundred thousand dollars to tear out a small dam across from the police department to protect fish populations. <laughs> and that expense was over $400,000. Oh, wow. And the Tulsa was $260,000, and they voted unanimously to save the fish. Oh, wow. And almost twice as much money, but they didn't vote to to, to, to work with the kids. Now, so, now I have a question. That's the information out there. Now, now I have a question. And I'm, thank you for sharing this information, too. I'm definitely... Gonna be doing some research about this when we get off of this uh, um, podcast interview. Now you said in two thousand two, two thousand eight, both of those were attempts, but they were failed because the community had uh, they received a lot of backlash from the community. Is that correct? Correct. So what made it different in twenty seventeen and eighteen? Is it because the community did not? Uh, was not successful as far as backlash go? Like, did the community not speak out enough? Well, no, that wasn't the problem. This was the most outspoken they've ever been. Right. It's just that we have the most ideological city council members we've ever had, uh, and the majority of them are Republican. All of the Republicans voted to fund Tulsa, and two of them voted to fund it. Wow. Wow. Now, and another thing, so they said that they feel like they didn't reach, uh, that they weren't um, doing what they're supposed to do, like with educating the community. So what is their goals for educating the minority community? Do they have any goals put in mind since they're going to strip the Tulsa Center? As the Republican Council, you mean? Yes. Uh, no, not particularly. Well, they kind of do. So, like I said, with Lifeline, they came in, they were met with a lot of resistance, and uh, the sale to Lifeline was blocked because it was illegal, because Lifeline Youth Ministries is a Christian organization, mm-hmm. and you can't give city resources to a Christian organization without violating 
you know, the separation of church and state clause. So there were attorneys that were involved in that from the Freedom from Religious Foundation that shut that down real fast. They told them, you know, you can't even mow the lawn for them without us having a conflict of interest, and we will pursue it aggressively. So at that point, we were able to trip them up. Yeah. And they said, well, what we'll do is give you guys six months. We're going to audit the Tolson Center, and you have to come up with a community task force under the mayor and have your meetings and figure out what to do, and then we'll reconvene in, you know, six yeah. months. And that's what we just got through uh, last week with that whole process wrapping up. Wow. So what what is what is going on now with Tulsa? So basically, everybody voted that Tulsa needs to be closed. So about how long do they have before uh, Tulsa doors close? Uh, well, after those five council members cast their vote to no longer fund it, the Tulsa Center actually closed two days ago. Wow. Friday was their last day for uh, their standard programming. And all they're going to be able to do now is carry out a limited extent of their summer program, which had already been booked up. Wow. So I think they're going to totally have the doors closed end of July. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, the, the staff that remains had to take a pay cut just to stay open long enough for the kids to be able to get through some of the summer camp. But their, their normal programming is already finished. Wow. So, so is there is there like any appeal process that we could take, or is it just like once they voted on it, it's permanent? It's a permanent decision. No. So if the council would have voted in like a negative, if they were voting to not fund it, well, it's kind of hard to explain. So if it's a yay or a nay vote, this was a nay. So they said no, we don't want to fund it. But if it was something that they had passed as a yay. Yes, we do want to fund it. And the mayor said the mayor could have vetoed it because it was a split. It was a 5-4. But you can't veto a non-vote. So they don't vote for something. You can't veto it. Okay. They just didn't vote for it. So that's one thing that's not available as an option anymore. The next thing that's an option is getting it into the next budget. But we're going to have the same exact council people. So I don't see that as an option right. Uh, either right now. So basically, the solution... I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I said, how would we go about uh, getting it into the next budget? Well, basically, if, if what, something we to what he just said was it, it wouldn't even make sense. The budgetary request. Yeah, but but you were saying then, it wouldn't then, make sense for us to try to get it into the next budget because it would be the same council members, correct? Correct, that's exactly it. So basically what we need to do is... I mean, we could, we could try to put it in for 2019, but the likelihood of them passing it is just zero to none. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that could happen, though, are the... I do believe, and I might be wrong, and you're going to want to check with probably Arvis about this, is the city budget has to pass as a whole, and it has to pass... I think it has to pass unanimously. If, if it does at the past unanimously, then there's two Democratic council members who can have up that process and not let anything pass. If that's the case, then uh, they're stuck with the previous year's budget. Mm. So it's it's right. automatically for six months. Okay. Wow. Mm. Okay, so... So then I haven't looked into that yet. Okay. So, um... Okay, so I guess my next question would be, is there uh, any way, do you know of any way that we, we could possibly have a city council removed? Like, what what grounds does it, you know... You have to vote. What grounds does it have to be? Uh, it's impossible to remove an elected official. Uh, because they have the majority, they police themselves, basically. Right. Mm. So, you know, basically, the election process is a critical process. And we just gotta wait for right. next year. We do have an election coming up next year. Yeah. Yeah. And when is, when is that election next? And this is the first thing they've done. Oh, go ahead. No, I was asking, when is that election? Uh, I said it was next year. Okay. So yeah, we definitely, as long as the community know that, we definitely got to get out there and uh, try to get some more get registered and get out. So, yeah, we got to get registered and we got to go out and vote. Uh, gotta, yeah, we got to get that city council. So I feel like that's yeah, that probably. Okay. 
I, I think that's probably one of the main issues that we've been having. I just was talking about this in our conversation earlier. We don't have enough representation. And so I feel like maybe that was the biggest contributor into us not being able to keep Tulsa alive is because we didn't have any representation from the community. That's correct. Except for, and I will say this, over the last six public meetings that have been held with the city council for their budgetary and finance and general general meetings, there's been 100% unanimous support to fund Tolson, 100% unanimous bipartisan support, including leadership of the Republican Party, the mayor who's a Republican, judges who are Republican, business owners who are Republican, the Chamber of Commerce spoke in favor of it, not anybody spoke in favor of not funding the Tolson Center. So we do have representation. What we do also have is a critical uh, critical flaw in our democracy when we have elected representatives who fail to carry out the wishes of their constituency. Mm-hmm. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Wow. So, so they had no argument or no compelling case whatsoever for someone saying, well, we're just doing what we're supposed to do. No, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do what your damn voters tell you to do. Exactly. And they weren't doing it. Exactly. So what what do you think that we should do as a community as far as like now that Tolson is gone? Because we still need recreation for the kids. We still need someone to uh, kind of help us as far as um, educating uh, the kids and the rest of the community. Like what do you think our next goal should be? That is a really loaded and tall question. I mean, there's there's very limited resources here. I mean, physically, there are none left. Yeah. So that was it. Uh, There's nothing here. And even Lifeline doesn't have anything here. So they got approval from the council to get money so they could narrow rezoning so they could build a new facility, but that's not even built. So (laughs) there's nothing to do here. And, And this is what really drives me nuts. So I think it was Friday, it was Friday, midday afternoon, two o'clock, we got a shooting in the Washington Gardens projects. Yeah. And multiple shots fired. And this is the environment that these kids are going to be in because we don't have to learn center. Oh, some of them. These shooters don't care what time of day it is. They got a beef. They're going to start shooting at each other. And they don't care who's around or where their missed bullets go. There's nobody in the city has got a damn bit of aim in their system. Yeah. So these kids are just going to be sitting there in the middle of the gallery. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's already yeah. starting. Yeah, yeah, it is. So uh, I, I, two blocks back my house, a block from Tulsa just this afternoon, we had shots fired. And and, so and that's exactly what is on. happening is because we don't have anything to do. We don't have anything to do. Right. You know, when right. you don't have anything right. to do, you don't have education, you don't have the resources in front of you, what are we supposed to do except sit here and entertain ourselves right. with something that may be right. bad, it may be bad and it may be harming our community, but we don't have another source of resource or even entertainment, recreation, education, anything like to keep us occupied. You see what I'm saying? So it's a domino right. effect. Right. Like. Right. Hey, I got I got one more question Go ahead. Jay. Go ahead. Uh, Jason. I mean, um, Jason. Um, what I was gonna ask is, uh, what do you? Okay, so if just say, for instance, if one of the uh, council members say, like, who voted to defund Tosin, what if they had a change of heart? Would could it be brought back up on a to vote again? Like, if one of the council members decided to do it, or does it? Or does the mayor have to decide to bring that up? Uh, I think the mayor's going to have to put that into the budget request for next year. And if we have just one of them commit to funding it, they change their mind, then we're going to go ahead. We'll still have lost six months of programming. Right. Wow. right. So basically, but that's change your mind. Okay. Yeah, we can fund it for next year at least. Yeah. Okay. So for the immediate, so what's happening for like some, for the immediate three, the future is, is done. There is no toast. There's nothing to do. There's absolutely there's no There's, there's, there's no, no over no appeal process. Nothing to overturn. Nothing. Nothing at all. There's no process left unturned. We've been working diligently as the entire community. Uh, there have been like pockets of people working independently and cohesively. Yeah. And legally, you know, it's 
everything's been exhausted, including ourselves. Yeah. But we still, we still don't give up. We got a lot of fight left in our system. Oh yeah, and we're just gonna ruin their football careers at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's so I guess my uh, what I would ask from the community, you know, say from you know the uh, my generation, people my age, I think we should all definitely make sure we get out there, we get registered, and we we vote those that uh, we vote are the people that we want to represent us into the council now. You know, because this is it doesn't cost us really. It's totally free. Free to get registered to vote and free to go right. and vote. And we have so many groups out here that help people drive to the polls for whatever reason. Right. And they, we got polls everywhere. So yeah. I, that thing doesn't make sense. And I've broken down the data before because I ran for office. And we get about 18% turnout, 17, 18% turnout on the south side of Elkhart for these municipal elections or less. Mm-hmm. And if we turned out at 60%. If we turned out at 60%, we can get the 4th, 5th, 6th district, all three at-large districts, the mayor, the judge. We can get it all out. Mm-hmm. Wow. We don't so We don't yeah, we don't, we don't turn out. And that's, I don't know the, uh, the actual demographics or the breakdowns like that, but I would, I would really put, I would put a lot of money on it that a lot of those, uh, a lot of people within my age range, you know, we not participating in those lower-level elections. That's, that's uh, the problem. I'm going to keep it all the way real with y'all. I don't vote, and a lot of it is because I don't understand it, you know, and and I think that's what a lot of the community is, is faced with. We don't understand what we're voting for. The only time people have taken uh, any interest in voting when Barack Obama ran into presidency, and it was because it gave us a sense of uh, joy, you know, we felt uh, happy and compelled to do that voting. Within voting in our communities, we don't understand it. We don't know the importance of voting. And I think this Tulsa situation is going to spread some uh, awareness to why voting is important. But I think we also maybe need to have people who do understand politics talking to the community about how it is, like how it is ran and the importance of it, because we we really don't understand it. We really don't understand it. Then a lot of people um, that I know would vote don't even think that they can vote because of being incarcerated. So it's just like majority, majority of the men and women that I know from my age group have been incarcerated and got felonies. So we don't know like what options are out there for us. Like, you know, we feel like now, but because of the 13th oh, Amendment. That we vote the what, what, what did you say? Yeah, and in the end, you can vote as a felon, but they don't want you to know that. Right. See, I didn't know so that. So that's a lie. You know, oh, no, you can't vote. That's a, that's a lie. Right. You can vote. Yes. Yes. So Indiana is one of the states that you can vote with a felony. Yes. Mm. See? Didn't know that. <laughs> didn't know that. You see what I mean? It's like a it's, it's a convenient lie to let me out there because it favors the people that have been doing these bad things to us. Mm-hmm. Wow. See, a lot of people probably didn't know that because I I surely didn't know that. I know that that's one of the things, like you said, that's been circulating uh, and told to people that once you get right. incarcerated and you receive that felony, you know, uh, because of the 13th Amendment, you are no longer like have that right to vote. You you're still basically labeled as a slave, so to speak. And it's so that's what I'm saying. There's so much lack of education. What are you saying? Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess our goal now is since we're not we don't have Tosin, Tosin Coves two days ago. Now we need to figure out what we can do to make a difference in our communities. Like, what can we do next? And, I mean, I think I, I, I'm very saddened that Tolson is closed because I grew up in Tolson, and it did uh, change my life <laughs> going there, just being able to have uh, recreation and take field trips and just have adults that actually cared about you and your well-being. You know, that meant a lot to me coming up, and I know it meant a lot to some of these babies who were still going to Tulsa. So I am saddened by it, but I oh, think yeah. I think now we do need to have a conversation, like, where do we go from here? 
as we organize, we, we get education and information out about the voting processes, about the candidates, what they stand for, who they are, what they want to do. We got to get more candidates running from inside the community. The natural leadership of the community needs to start running for these lower level offices because that's how you really get it in there. Yeah. You don't understand the council people. That's fine. But you understand, you know, Mike down the street that you grew up with, who was a teacher who, you know, was always there for the, you know, Mike, so you better vote for Mike. And yeah. that's, that's who we need to have running. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's true, man. I mean, we had we had a we had somebody run recently that I thought you know I thought we did a good turnout. Uh, the, the community, you know, I mean, he didn't you know it didn't turn out well. I didn't. I mean, I don't live in I don't live in Elkhart, by the way. I live in Chicago, but you know, I'm, like I grew I grew up. And I, I born in Chicago, in Chicago, and I just moved back here not long ago. But I'm pretty much Elkhart made, though. You know, so Elkhart definitely has right. a. Uh, uh, you know, so, always have a soft spot in my heart. Like I could hear Elkhart just as much as my home as I do Chicago. So I'm always, um, you know, interested in what's going on there, and especially like something like Tolson Park, where, like I said, I grew up, and I know I got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, people who, who impacted my life. That was whose legacies, you know, is right there in that building. It's, just sad to see that you know they get rid of that. Like other little kids are not gonna have that now. You know that that it was just like a just going down there. Me and Quay was talking about before he got on. Jason, just like going down there. I remember as a kid, it felt like a it was like a family atmosphere. You know, like we just talked about Uncle Joe, Joe Brown, and uh, Ben Barnes. You know, we called them Uncle Joe and Uncle Ben. Everybody did. You know, and they, they they wasn't our real uncle. So you said this is one thing I don't know, I guess just one thing that really bothers me is I know that if these council people, you know, a few of them are, you know, younger guys, if if they would have came down here into this neighborhood and walked up to one of us and threatened our kids, we would have beat the shit out of them. Period. Pardon my French. (laughs) Period. But when they they do it, right. But when they do it from that vantage point in a different venue, we just take it. We can't do that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They got to learn to take it narrowly. They can't beat us in a fight here, and they won't be able to beat us in a fight there. But we got to get used to fighting in there. Exactly. And And that's why I agree with you. I took note on some of the things that you said. Like, where do we go from here? You said that we need to organize, we need to educate, and we need to get people that we know out running for uh, council. And I thought that was like, like just breaking it down into those three steps, it seems possible. Just in the little words that you said, it seems very possible. Like the first thing now, we do need to uh, sit down and organize, like get everyone organized and show people how they can fight and you know, that's something that I just started learning at the age of 28. I've always been good at a fist fight. I've been good at a fist fight. I'm, I can I can keep up with the best of them, baby. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think, like you said, we need to learn how to fight in a different way. Like, be flexible when fighting. So, I mean, that's something that maybe... Maybe like in the future, if you don't mind, we can get together on another episode and just kind of talk about these different ideas, like find a way to spread awareness to the community and organize, like show people how to fight, teach people what politics is. Because I, me personally, I'm I'm not going to sit up here and tell you I'm a very political person. I'm outspoken, but I'm not political. I know nothing at all about being political. So (laughs) I'm always willing to learn what that is. I, I would always be happy to come back and talk with either of you more about it. This any day, you just call me. Let me know. Most yeah. definitely. All right. Well, thanks, thanks, Jason. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, you know, if they're doing it, 
giving this uh, inf- information out to the community. Cause, uh, we definitely need it out here on the south side. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like a lot of us, we didn't like, I was talking to one of my boys and like, I was telling them like, do you realize he's like, so what this, so what's the being defunded have to do with us? I'm like, bro, you realize that's your tax money they spending, like, and they decide not to spend it on the south side of town. Like, that, that's problematic there. You know what I'm saying? If you work in Elkhart County and you live in Elkhart County, you, you, you know, you pay taxes to Elkhart County. And that's, that's you know, like they're taking your money and they, they spend it in elsewhere. They're not spending it in your community, which, like I said, yeah, they just told us that we're not worth this round. You know, and they don't give us money for anything else on the side of town anyway, really, which is like I said, why I got that record request in from 1968, because I'm getting a big map of the city, and I'm putting a red dot every time they fund something on the north, and a blue dot every time they fund it on the north, and I'm going to add it up, and I'm going to show that this has been going on. Right, right. Yeah. That's good. That's a good idea. And I think, you know, just, just from having this conversation with you, I already feel like I've learned something just from like having someone who's been educated and versed in what's going on with it within our community. And you said like a lot of these records are public information. Where can we find like uh, this information, like the public records? So if you go to city hall, Elkhart 223, whatever third street it is. Uh-huh. And uh, you go all the way up to the third floor if you go to the legal office where the city attorney is and you say, I would like a records request and they'll give you a form and mm-hmm. you can fill out this form and you can ask for anything that you want that the city has on record and then they will give that to you. Mm. And it's wow. free. <laughs> it's free? Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, it, as long as you don't have like a whole bunch of information that you need, it's going to take a lot of time for them to dig up. They don't charge you for it, but the, yeah, they'll charge you like a nominal cost, not much at all. Okay. Or the other option that you always have is the Freedom of Information Act. And you can get information about that online. Freedom of Information Act. So anything that's tied to a tax dollar has to be publicly disclosed. Okay. They, you know, they might write acts of names or something like that for people's privacy. But between those two, you can get any information you want about how the city sends money. Right. Uh, okay. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Jason Moreno. I really appreciate you today for engaging in this conversation. Anytime. Thank you for keeping awareness up on this. And let's let's do some work. That's right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You definitely got to get out there and get busy now. Yeah. So, y'all heard it from Jason. I guess we, our, as our job, people in my demographics, obviously, it's time for us to... Uh, Get ready for that next election and make sure we register and ready to get out there and participate. And learn to fight, not with your fist, but with your wisdom and your mouth and all of that other good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You're both. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Jason. Bro. Hey, y'all, make sure that after listening to this interview, that you check out the PBS interview that I'm actually going to post on this podcast episode, and it will be labeled Elkhart PBS interview. So after listening to this interview, make sure you check out the Elkhart PBS interview, and I will be posting that link directly after this episode. Good night or good morning, whatever time you listen to it. Goodbye.